Oh, you guys. So I want to talk to you guys about some things I saw during worship, right? So what I saw was an axe coming out of my mouth. Now, that's not the first time that I see a weapon coming out of my mouth during worship. The first time, I several times I've seen swords come out of my mouth during worship. And basically, what I believe the visions are trying to tell me is that, yes, your song is a weapon, but also, more importantly, you have to use it. <laughs> you have to use it because... You're thinking, man, why, why, you know, am I unable, I'm not, you know, able to keep my family safe. I'm not able to, uh, you know, get breakthrough in my finances. I can't get anything done. Everything just seems like it's always upside down, always getting shattered. Like it's always one thing or another, right? Or your, your car is always, listen. Your car always um, breaking down or there being an unexpected bill, we need to be practical, okay? Um, If we're not saving for those rainy days, that's important. That's important for us to save for those rainy days. And I think that a lot of us are so caught up in that, Oh, God, we just need a miracle. Oh, God, we need a miracle. You know what the miracle would be for you to obey? And I'm talking to you in the way that I needed to, like, hear it. Because this is like, you know, enough's enough. When is our upbringing and our upraising going to, you know, be thrown out the window? Because if you come from poverty, you were raised in a horrible way. Okay, you were raised to understand money, have the uh, the type of relationship with money that destroys money every single time it goes through your hands. This is not your fault. You have acquired this teaching. This is what a generational curse is, is a generational teaching of either wealth or poverty, of either, um, you know, uh, valuing school, valuing knowledge, all these things are really important for you to succeed. And all the things that will keep you in the dumps are things like not having a savings account, a savings account are things like not having more than one income, or, um, you know, not collecting single moms that have decided that they're not going to put baby daddies on child support. I'm going to need you to go down to the child support office and put him on child support because that is your income. And no, he does not get no break. The Bible says that an evil man does not collect. And then it says that it is that you are worse. Those who don't provide for the members of their household are worse than an unbeliever. Therefore, being worse than an unbeliever, that's you are Satan himself. You are embodying his mentality you need to go get that man on child support because he you didn't make babies by yourself okay so i'm gonna move away from that tangent (laughs) i'll keep going and again 
these things that I'm telling you is because I wish I would have had somebody to tell me these things like this. And I, I'm telling you guys, I'm adamant about that. And I mean, guys, my ex-husband tried to throw me in the train tracks. Do you realize how far down the train tracks are? Do you realize how dangerous that is? Like, there's, there are five, the train tracks are five feet deep from the platform. I am five feet. How am I getting out of there? Okay, not only that, but there's rats down there. It's gross. It's gross. And then he turned around and blamed me for going to jail. You need to put him on child support. Because in all this time, he did all of that because I had him on child support. And then I was scared to put him on child support. Listen, child support is not the reason why if there was domestic violence because child support, how about this? In the state of New York, they will give you a waiver for putting the man on child support if there was a, a history of domestic violence. Can you believe that? That's how many men have battered women because they have him on child support. But what are they trying to say? I'm a thief. I don't want to take care of my responsibilities. If a customer doesn't want to pay their bill, are they a customer or are they a thief? If a father doesn't want to pay for his child, is he a father or is he a thief? Hello, can I get an amen? Okay, so I'm going to need you to put that man on child support because you are, we are not coddling men. He has responsibilities as a grown man. He needs to be taking care of them. Okay. Moving on from that, I, I don't know who that, that was for, but that was for you, boo. If you felt, if that hit home for you, that was for you. Because it took me a long time to get, and I'm I'm telling you, I'd be struggling. And this guy has his bank account up to a million one time, he told me. I was in so much shock that he, I was getting evicted. I was, um, you know, getting approached by one time. I was, in, you know, <laughs> in my days <laughs> where I wasn't living my life for God. So I was, I went outside of a beauty shop in Queens, right? Right in Jamaica. And this beauty shop, like you guys, these commercial spaces are really, really long. And it's just because there, there isn't that much floor space right? It's just a lot of lot spaces are really long. So anyway, the the um, beauty shop had a barbershop in the, towards the front. And then in the middle, it had a nail shop. And in the back, it had a braid shop. Like I'm saying, I'm telling you, this landlord definitely was banking, was making some good money just from this one space where he could have rented it out to one company and they would have been maxed out on rent but he ran it out to three different companies so smart anyway and so I went out I was getting my nails done I went out uh to smoke a cigarette and this guy that was in the barber shop he followed me you know how that goes and so he followed me he then he tells me you know do you have a light I gave him light and um and then I said to him do you know how um if that braid shop in the back is hiring and so he's like, oh, no, I don't know. You'd have to go back there because none of these vendors, none of these companies are one. They're all separate companies. 
So you'd have to go back there and ask them yourself. And he's like, you braid? And I was like, yeah. He was like, oh, how much do you braid? I said 25, right? That was a going rate back in 2011. So I said 25. And he was like, um, he was like, oh, can I have your number? So then he, we exchanged numbers. And long story short, one day out of, um, one day after he came to get his, his hair done, he asked me for a discount. I said, I can't do that. I'm not, I don't do discounts. Um, and he's like, oh, why? I was like, no, listen, I, my situation is really rough right now. And the money that you're going to be giving me is to buy my baby pampers and milk. I cannot afford to give you a discount because that, that extra $5 is going to buy my daughter milk. And he said, man, you know, I have a, um, one of my boys is a, um, my boys have, my boy has women. He says something along those lines, those lines. And he said, my boy has women and I mean, somebody will pay easy for you $500 because you've never prostituted. I could not believe, I could not believe. And you know, what's crazy is even at my lowest, I didn't, that wasn't an option for me. Now there are some women. And if you're listening to this and you have done that, if it was an option for you is because someone taught you that at your in your younger years as a baby is because of that that's no shade to you i love you either or you know what i'm saying and i mean one of god's one of christ's most close female followers was a prostitute so don't take that in any way but even at that point i was like no i'm not doing that and i was really angry that he even tried my life right and I said um okay well you're cut off the next time he asked me to do his hair I didn't even answer uh but this this goes to show that that's how down and out I was and he's over in Florida making hundreds of thousands of dollars selling dope and he can't even send his kids money so this is what I want to tell you you if you're dealing with a man like this you're dealing with a thief okay because this type of man that he is the complete embodiment of satan why do i say that because you have two minds the left hemisphere the right hemisphere the right hemisphere is christ the left hemisphere is satan that's the jezebel spirit he is jezebel that's another topic for another time but satan is jezebel himself jezebel is actually it, it's a lie it's in another thing too is that the bible calls it the false prophet that's why it's called jezebel because it's a lie he even lies in saying who he is okay um and yeah we're not doing none of that you make sure you put that man on child support i'm jumping off of that now so this morning when i went to uh worship and in the middle of my worship um, if you have the gift of tongues, I would definitely suggest to use it. I would definitely suggest to um, sing in tongues, but sing with 
with intention, sing with purpose, sing with something in your heart. If you're singing to protect your kids, that's what I was doing this morning. I was singing to protect my kids. I was really angry that um, there was some kids bullying my younger daughter. I was super angry about it. And see, the Bible says that um, that you fight and you, I want to say you envy, but you have not because you ask not. And another thing, too, is in prayer and supplication, you ask, you know, with Thanksgiving, make your request be known. I want to let you know what supplication is. So supplication is basically to beg, to ask God over and over and over again. If you have kids, um, when they, by the time they ask you the third time within a one-minute span, you're like, oh, my God, yes, please take the flaming Hot Cheetos. Please, please, <laughs> take take the Takis, please, please. Those Takis, I want you to have them now. Can you please take them, right? So beg, so with supplication, you ask God over and over. Man, listen, fast, humble yourself, ask God. You know what fasting, the Bible calls fasting self-affliction. That's another topic for another time. But go and fast get down on your knees and when i say get down on your knees i mean humble yourself before god you know that rich man isn't able to get it's easier for a camel to get hit um through the eye of a needle than a rich man you have to understand that in all of your lack you are still rich because if you're listening to this from the united states you are extremely rich you have the resources such as um food stamps medicaid uh child care uh cash assistance public assistance you know section eight you have all of these resources the fact that you're american is what makes you rich so if for you to have a hundred million in the bank account that doesn't necessarily that's another plateau of uh riches but you're rich now the fact that you have a house whether you're able to pay your rent or not you're still rich you're still rich. The fact that you have clothes, you're still rich. And a lot of the issue is that you're stuck in a mindset of lack and you can't see your next step to your wealth. So if you change your mindset from negative to positive real quick, go into heaven. You enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. So you go there, go there quickly, mind shift shift your atmosphere shift your the kingdom that you're operating under and go all do not collect uh pass go collect two hundred dollars you know what i'm saying okay so now in my vision i saw an axe coming out of my mouth now what you don't know is that i've been praying for a while that god Help me uproot the trees that, um, the seeds that I've planted, those seeds that, you know, when you don't treat someone nicely, when you, um, when you either hurt yourself through your finances, through neglecting your talent and your gifts and your calling, um, neglecting your children, neglecting neglect in any kind of way um the lack of love in any kind of way those are seeds that you're planting for you to reap because you reap what you sow 
anything you sow, you're going to reap it, right? And what ends up happening is, is we're planting trees in, on our land, because the Bible says that we are the land. When in the Bible where God is talking about, um, if my people who are called by my name should humble um, themselves and seek my face, then, um, and repent for their sins, then I will turn from heaven, I will heal their land. He's not talking about this, you know, the land that you stand on. He's specifically talking about your body. So I have to say that before I say this, because I want to paint a picture. He's talking about your body. Your body is the land. Your body is a spiritual land. And it's laying on top of the physical land. Your body is laying on top of the physical land. And so your spirit makes the spirit of the land. And when he says, and I will turn from heaven and heal their land, he's talking about your body so that he could heal the land. You live in New York, you're laying on top of New York, your entire body. Your spirit is so huge. Why? Because energy is big. Energy isn't small, right? And it takes, it takes that much energy. Your spirit is energy. And so you know energy, the word energy means the strength within your mind and your body. So when the Bible says to love the Lord your God with all of your mind, heart, soul, and strength, it's talking about the strength, the energy within your, the strength within your mind and your body, which is your energy. I know a lot of people have a hard time with that term because it's quote unquote new age, please. Everybody has the Holy Spirit living inside of them. God speaks and the enemy will try to come and perverse, but at least give people credit for having the Holy Spirit in them too. Uh, so I saw this ax coming out of my mouth and I knew that I was cutting down trees that I sowed. Um, and so in, instead of reaping this harvest, I wanted to cut down this harvest because this is not a harvest that I wanted. It's like pulling out weeds, only they come out as like trees. When you sow something, it grows into a tree and trees are people. So your karma, what you're reaping, what you sow. And I, yes, karma. I want to call it karma. The reason I do that is because I like to tie everyone's language, how people understand things into what I'm talking about, because it's important. The Bible says, do not speak tongues. Do not speak in tongues if nobody in the church can interpret it. Why? Because it's not edifying the body. So why would I only speak in terminology of what's in the Bible if it's not edifying the universal body. All right, moving on. So then when I saw the axe, I knew I was cutting down the trees. And I said, that has to be in scripture. If I'm seeing it in a vision, it has to be in scripture. So then I looked it up. Matthew 3.10 says, and even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Fire is, um, you know, hell. And then the other one, 
says in Galatians 6, 7 through 9, a man reaps what he sows. Whosoever, whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit, from the spirit, spirit will reap eternal life. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to live for eternity. No, that's telling you which kingdom you're going to be reaping. The kingdom of heaven is eternal. And I know that because Genesis, um, not Genesis, but Psalm 82, 6 says, Don't, you are all gods because you are the sons of the most high, but you will die like mere mortals. Okay, so it says, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So what does that tell me? Right? Because we, whatever we reap, we reap it in people. Okay. So I don't know if you've heard the other show where I talked about um, reaping what you sow and what happened to me. I used to be very abrupt. I used to be very, very rude. I was um, very angry. I was very rude. I was very um, snippy with my words. Um, my, 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 mo my mom used to say, Kathy, your mouth? Like, because my words would cut. My words were very, this is not me bragging. This is me telling you that I was horrible. Um, and when I, I had a dream during this time, and I used to work with children. I used to work closely with children um, in a behavioral center. And they, in my mind, they didn't listen. Why did I believe that? I believed that because I was taught that I didn't listen. But it wasn't that I wasn't listening. It was that I was distracted, like many children, because their one mindset is to play. And you are interrupting that. Okay? Children are innocent. They're beautiful. And a lot of people say, Father, I just want to be with you. God, I just want to be with you. But you don't realize that you have God right in your house. A child, I, I had a vision one day that um, my that God brought me over to play in front of my daughter's Barbies, God the Father. And I, I just looked at him like, I don't understand what's happening here. <laughs> and so he said, play with me. And I just looked at him. And he said again, play with me. And I, I just stared at him, dumbfounded. And then he transformed into my youngest daughter. And then my young, youngest daughter said, Mommy, play with me. I once heard a preacher say that you will not understand the glory and the majesty of God the Father until he calls you Mom. Oh, my God. And then I had that vision afterwards. And I completely understood what it meant for God to call me mom. And I said, my God, my Jesus. And it made me start respecting my children in a different way because they are God the Father, but they're reincarnated. They're here. You ever wonder why only 144,000 make it into heaven? It's because we live many lifetimes. Our souls go back to God. All of this mumbo jumbo that we're believing that we're supposed to go to heaven when we die he's the god of the living not the dead okay but i i, I don't want to get off track so that dream that i had i had a dream you know uh over 10 years ago oh no 10 years ago um that 
there were trees, beautiful, glorious trees in my backyard. They were spaced apart. And I, um, in my dream, um, I was in the house that I am in now. And I said, uh, okay. And then I had an ex. Now, this ex, I had a vision one day that him and his four children were walking out into my backyard and then they transformed into trees. And then I remembered the dream and I said, oh my God, these are my kids. Misinterpreted the dream completely, completely. And so I said, okay, well, uh, this is going to be interesting, right? So then I told him about the dream. He's like, oh, I don't know anything about that. I don't really know too much about dreams like that. And then, um, yeah, do you know that this was the, the harvest that I sowed 10 years ago when I was being nasty to all those poor babies, including my daughter? This was me reaping what I sowed. And I was reaping it, and oh my God, it was close to $10,000 that went down the drain. I can't even tell you. Money he asked me to take for his rent, and oh my, use me for money. It was it was bad. It was bad. I bought him a truck. He returned it to me because of the engine light on, but I knew that was just God having his mercy on me because then I went to go get the engine light checked and my mechanic was like, oh, don't worry about that. There's nothing wrong with the truck. <laughs> so yes, there's mercies, but I definitely reaped what I, what I sowed. So the ax was me chopping down a lot of those um, things that I'd sown. Now, how does reaping work? reaping um when you plant a seed you don't harvest it within the same season and sometimes you don't harvest it for years down the line it takes a plant time years to grow okay and to start bearing fruit it takes time you're not going to get it but what i've noticed is that this type of reaping what you sow this type of karma as they call it is um it takes about 10 years. It takes about 10 years. But boy, oh boy, when the person does finally reap what they sow, does it hurt? It doesn't. It, see, the thing is, is that it will be in someone that you trust. It will be with someone that you completely love with all of your heart. And it's going to hit your finances so very hard. You are not going to know it will hit you faster than a ton of bricks. It will hit you faster than a speeding train. You are not going to know what, like, by the time that, and then when God revealed the dream to me, it was after the 10 grand was spent and it was all said and done. And he said to me, you have reaped today what you sowed 10 years ago to those children. You've reaped it today do not go back to his house so he had mercy on me and he told me do not speak to him and he kept giving me re he started giving me reoccurring dreams of what was happening and how i needed to completely cut him off not only do you need to cut down the trees 
um, from things that you've done in your lifetime. But you also need to cut down the trees from that were planted there from your ancestors. You know, and and we don't realize that there was a much simpler time where people really did um, a lot of witchcraft, a lot of worship of, you know, different gods. And um, and a lot of this is, you know, witchcraft. And you have to cut those trees down because a lot of what's happening to you now could very well be you reaping a harvest from your ancestors. So that's another reason why you cut down trees, right? Another reason why you cut down trees is because um, when people say things to you, if it's a naysayer or a negative talker, if they say something, the minute that they, your words are seeds, okay? Um, they can be seeds in your heart and it could be a seed of unforgiveness. It could be in full grown tree, you know? So what you want to do is you want to cut down trees from negative speech, from haters, from people that, you know, just spoken. And you know what? It may not even be a hater. It could have just been a family member that just has always operated under the kingdom of hell, kingdom of darkness, or kingdom of fungi. And you have to start to cut down those trees so you can make sure that you do not, um, that you don't reap that harvest of that negative talk that they've spoken over your life. Yes, you could speak things into existence. I heard someone tell, say the other day you couldn't do that. Yeah, absolutely, you could speak things into existence. And you know how it happens? You speak it, and then it's a full-blown tree in a couple of years, and now this person's in poverty because of what you told them right? And so how, that's how we get rid of trees. You take out your weapon of mass destruction, and that is your song. That's it. That's your weapon. It's your sword. It's your song. It is your investment in God. There have been times where, you know, you you invest a song, and then God is that song carries you through other seasons of your life. But either way, you always worship. You always sing. Because no matter what, God is good. That's all the time I have for today, guys. Over and out.